Is that what the story is called? Or are you telling me bless your heart? Yeah, because I need a laugh. Is that what the story is called? No, chica. Oh. <laughs> I said bless your heart for coming with clueless. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really wasn't in the mood to do the eh, eh, eh kind of yeah, <laughs> situation. Even sure. though our setup is very Halloween y this week, because we're easing our way into our Halloween decorations. Um, you know, I just wasn't in the mood. So, what's your story called? It's called March 2025. You are so literal. But 2025 has not happened yet, so I'm assuming that somebody's release date from prison. You assume wrong. I assume wrong. I mean, I forgot that I had a line at the start of the show, so I'm not not surprised to hear that. What the name of your clueless criminals? One called Prepare, the other one is called The Last Straw. And the other one is called Missing Something. <laughs> oh, there are three. Yeah, three. I like to do the Clueless Criminals in three. You know, I just feel like it's a nice, like a nice number. Like, I think I could just bring one every now and then, but eh, you know. Who's, who stealed your favorite Clueless? <sighs> My favorite cl- You know what? It's Dirk the um, Penguin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who got stolen from the ah, thing? Chico. That's my favorite. <laughs> I know that a lot of people are a big fan of the girl with the Jessica. cheese. Jessica, yeah. Jessica Booth. Jessica Booth. <laughs> yeah. Jessica changed my life. I know that some people Jessica. like that. So <laughs> I know Jessica that's, Dam. that's a favorite one for plenty of people, but I, no, I really like it. My next one is the one with the Sharpie. All right, oh, the ones who drew the... <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot about them. I forgot about them. And the other one, the the one that would drop dripping the the cocaine on the uh, out of the window when oh, the police the was car. chasing. <laughs> you know who was also probably a close second to Duke, the one who got arrested and then she tried to escape in events. Oh yeah, and that then one she fell good. through in the middle of the police station. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that was a good one. No, but I still think Dirk is my favorite because poor Dirk, like he <laughs> he really had like an uphill battle because they 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 woke up after they were high or drunk or whatever. They didn't know what to feed him. They put him in the shower. They didn't know what to get. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. Then they thought, well, let's just release him to the wild. But where they released him was where it was shark infested waters, and then it had dogs on the. So the dogs were barking at Dirk. He can't go in the water because it have sharks. He can't go on land because it have dogs. <laughs> and I was just glad he got returned to his soulmate. Cause you remember they have like they made yeah for life. life. Yeah. Poor Dirk. <laughs> Wife was probably home stressed out. <laughs> Where's this bitch now? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't you go and get kidnapped again, eh? <laughs> I wonder how much trouble they really got in for that because I don't think that we got a, like a sentencing because mm-hmm. I mean it's a stupid crime. It's a stupid one. But yeah, I tried to find some, you know, some dumb how ones. How do you keep a straight face? Because a I, judge. Cause, no, no, oh, no. Oh, you mean like judge. as a judge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we are not allowed to be judges. You're not. 
<laughs> you did it. Because we would be on this side like, you did hey! it. You did it. What? Did you hear the rumors that Johnny Depp is dating? Dating his lawyer, yeah. But no, no, Camila, the other one. Yeah, another lawyer from another time. Uh, yeah, I know. But did you see his recent pictures? They said that pictures of him never looking unrecognizable. But I chose What? not to open them because I don't want to see him looking crazy. People had to chill. Because not all the time you are Jennifer Lopez. You know that Batman movie where he goes into and the reporters are taking pictures and he pushes a button and the cameras goes all, all off? That's Jennifer Lopez when she's looking crazy. Or you think there aren't pictures of her looking crazy? Yeah. I thought you were going to give me more of a death becomes her kind of scenario. And that's a movie, if you haven't seen it, you probably need to. Okay. Death Becomes Her is one of the best movies, I think. So it's um, Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. It's the two of these undead bitches trying, trying to, to kill, kill each other. <laughs> that's a good show. Until the end. It's really good. I've never seen that <laughs> it's movie. It's a very good movie. It's like it's. I would say I would. I would definitely recommend watching. Um, the, Death becomes the, her. Death yeah, becomes her. a very good vibe for for the Halloween time. Definitely yeah. not for ML Karen to watch. Does like a UN yeah. kind of thing, but it's good. Something got dim. I was gonna say, am I that this? Oh, mm, we're so dumb. Honestly, Susanna, I think we're really stupid. It's on the name. <laughs> <laughs> that is like y'all think this is like a, a recorded thing like we plan maybe it might be a little I know you don't think it's scripted but I'm sure y'all think we intentionally feeding some things in here for y'all to laugh this is real I, I know y'all have been tricked by a lot of Kardashians and whatnot but this is real let me give you an example just now we we've just were both very confused because the light got dimmer and we couldn't figure out but <laughs> the tablet was on <laughs> said that this year Um, you didn't know what Emma was gonna go for as. Did you, did you all decide? Oh, the devil. Oh, like oh, devil. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's very cute. I don't know what we are gonna do for Halloween this year. So last year we complained about the fact that we missed our chance to be sharing <laughs> Dion <laughs> But we from Clueless. Mm-hmm. Once again, are we ready? No. No. It's so expensive. It is like a sheer costume is like a hundred dollars. A Dion costume is a hundred dollars. What shit is this? So we have an auntie who does so. She's listening to the podcast. You know who you are. So we're going to be asking you to sew us a costume for next year. And then hopefully we can um, be sure and Dion next year. I have to keep the blonde for one more year. You don't have to keep it for the whole year. Just for the when we're doing the... She, we can be brunette till October next year. Till you get to dye it again. You love changing up your hair. So don't act like if it's a hardship. Not, no, but I have worked so hard for this. You know what I ho- worked hard for? Ice. Ice bitch. ice bitch let me tell a story okay <laughs> you told me walking ice story susanna thanks to susanna <laughs> chanel's house now does have ice i have occasionally not had ice at home okay yes you do have ice when i fill it up and then you eat it and not leave I the thing for me i think ice is for rich people <laughs> <laughs> and so i never had ice around <laughs> And because I was like, I'm not making any ice. It just seems so laborious to always have to fill this thing. And then Susanna just like a like a fly in my ear, just eh, 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 about the ice, about the ice, about the ice. Because I will Shh. fill that up, and then when I come back again, it's empty. Somebody that doesn't like the ice, surely enough drinks that when like I eat. I don't like the labor of ice. Ugh. 
Ice is the least laboring. No, thing. sometimes it spills. You get water everywhere. It's a whole scene, you know. And I'm not at that level where I have a fridge that's make my ice for me. I have to fill the ice trays. Yeah, okay. However, with that said, Susanna got so annoying even sending me TikToks with people with different types of ice for their different beverages. I was like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. I'm going to get all the ice. She wants ice. She's getting every shape. So now we've got round ice, square ice, rectangular ice. And I bought a bucket with a little scoop so that I can put the ice in. So I'm not constantly making ice, opening ice to get solid or water to get solid every single time somebody comes You're here for ice no bitch you welcome <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. gosh wait 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 before you get into your story I'm so sorry okay. King Charles saw the Prime Minister so there's a new Prime Minister in England her name is like Liz Tuft or something like that don't mm-hmm. know her last name don't come for me to Brits she took over from where Boris Johnson they already came yes. <laughs> get a get at the British king for you oh from as a from a colonizer yes. prescriptor as a lame ass <laughs> i get it anyway the it's a um, good joke so liz was like one of the last people to be photographed with the queen before she died that's the woman who the queen is shaking hands with in that last oh, picture damn. before she died yes so this is important to destroy because i thought it was super fucking funny okay he got caught on camera because they heard him and like the mics picked it up mm-hmm. she comes to see him so the door opens the guard walks in bows she does a curtsy he's like you're back again so soon oh dear what a <laughs> oh dear anyway <laughs> and then he starts talking to, and you should have seen her face <laughs> i thought it was so funny because in my head the queen, the queen is so- on, on her grave with being like Bitch, really? No, okay, I know he has some behavioral problems, but he I, has always had them. No, but I thought it was specifically funny because she was the last one to one of the last people to see the queen alive. So it's like you're back here again, you know, like like <laughs> if she's gonna bring death to him. That's how I interpreted it. So I thought it was funny. No, no she just looks so uncomfortable. Of and course. I'm, I mean, I don't know like her policies and why people don't like her. Like she's not well liked, right? But what I will say is that it was fucking funny to have the king be like, you're really here? Like, why are you here? <laughs> but I mean, like, if you get to that point, imagine you're, you've been entitled your whole life and you get to the point of being elderly and entitled. Like, you don't really have to mind your manners. Like, you're on your way. Like, you're on this side of life. You're like, you know, I love But that's live. the one thing. That's the one. Uh, the, um, the, the only aunties grandpas uncles out there mm. speaking your mind it's one thing being disrespectful ju- and, and i'm entitled to say mm. this no 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 i'm no, not saying i didn't no. said it was right i'm just saying this is what people do but what the fuck it's what they do it's the same reason why people old people like to fart in public I'm not saying all people do it, but they do it and they do it loud and they don't care. They're not going to apologize. They're like, they lived all long enough. Like, why should they hold in their farts for you? <laughs> <laughs> why should they hold in their farts for you, Susanna? 
Lots of people think farting in an enclosed area with strangers is disrespectful. It is disrespectful. Yeah, the but same uh, with the, how uh, are we al- why are we allowing farts but we're not allowing words? I'd rather smell it, not hear it. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'll go ahead and be a bitch. It's okay. <laughs> go ahead and be a bitch. It's okay. Bye. All right, Susanna. Tell me a motherfucking kid. <laughs> Sean, Sean Michael. Great. great? G-R-A-T-E. Great. Mm-hmm. Was born in Marion, Ohio. He was said to live a normal life. He was the youngest of the two kids on his parents' marriage. Mm-hmm. And just two days before Sean's sixth birthday, these two got divorced. So August 6th, 1982, mm-hmm. they got divorced. When Sean was 11 years old, his mother left the family to go and live with another man. Fuck the all of this shit I go on. In Kentucky. In Kentucky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's me when I come to record. <laughs> Fuck the shit I'm gone. <laughs> in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean didn't like the boyfriend, so he stayed with the father. Okay. Wait, wait. So they got divorced but stayed together. Like lived in the same house or stayed in the same no, no, state no, they or city. In the same, same oh, city. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But then she, she gone. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. here it is. Yeah, I take go your on. two kids. Mm-hmm. I'm gone. Right. So he stayed with his father. He went to high school. He excelled as a baseball player. But one time when he was playing, he broke his arm. Mm-hmm. And when he broke his arm, they found out that he had a tumor. He had to go under surgery. Okay. But not like a, I don't know if it was leukemia, but he had a tumor. They, what, the tumor was removed and he was good. Okay. Okay. So he had a surgery, so he couldn't play anymore. According to his high school girlfriend, he would lie down on the couch and just drip off. And you just looking. I do that sometimes. Yeah. This is but not a crime. For days? Or days. Yeah. Oh my. Before returning to normal, quote unquote. For unknown reasons, custody of Sean and the brother mm-hmm. and the sibling was given to the father. Mm-hmm. Well, she bunks, she's she gone. gone. She gone. If she gone, what the. F- she obviously don't give a shit. She gone. It was transferred to the father on June 28, 1994. How old are they? 94. So he's not 20 yet. He's 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's the youngest. But he's, well, um, he's 18. So he's not a full adult yet. Oh, right. He's 18. Yeah. yeah. He's probably just turning 18. Mm-hmm. 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 Just later that year, November 24, 1994, he was arrested because he was grabbing the girlfriend's neck. Just freshly 18, he going to get in trouble for domestic violence. Right there. Idiot. After graduating from high school in 1995, he broke into a house in Marion mm-hmm. and with another teenage year. So an accomplice. An accomplice. He stole jewelry and money. He was giving a 
felony burglary charge in January 1997. And he was sentenced to two years in prison. And he was released in early October 1997. So he didn't do the two years. No, they get released on things like good behavior or whatnot. Fast forward to 2016 now. A 911 call made by Jane Doe. There, on the papers, on the legal papers, Jane Doe, it's an actual person, mm-hmm. but we're going to call. The person never allowed anybody to call. The, use the, her name. Use her name. Mm-hmm. Changed the life of Sean Great. The 38-year-old Jane Doe had first met Sean during the summer of 2016 at the Salvation Army in Ashland. They will go for lunch, they will go for walk, and she was a Christian, so they will discuss the Bible a lot. They will occasionally play tennis around the community center area. They have established friendship. To Jane though, Sean was like an older brother, but something didn't click. So she had her reservations. She wouldn't share where she lived mm-hmm. or exchange numbers with him. Mm-hmm. Right? On September 11, 2016, Sean convinced Jane Doe to go to his house to gather some clothes that he has for donation. Because they met at the Salvation Army. Yes. He's mm-hmm. like, come, mm-hmm. let's get that. So why he can drop it off at the Salvation Army? Why couldn't he? Okay. But they have already established a friendship. A friendship. Where right? he's like a big brother. So she goes into the house. Mm-hmm. One thing leads to another, but they're talking about the Bible. Sean takes off, goes to the kitchen, and then comes back. Jane, though, says that when he came back, he came back with a different face. Like he was looking weird. Mm-hmm. So he snatched the Bible off her hand mm-hmm. and said, you're not leaving this house. Yeah. And hit her with the Bible. I don't know. I'm don't know sorry. You, I just in the story you painted. He took the hat, but So let me slap the the Jesus. Out this of is you. what I imagined in my head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jane. This is the picture you painted. So I'm like, Fuck. See now, we are the blind. We are the deaf. We are. The... No, we Jane. No, the evangelist. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's the picture you painted. Okay, okay, I'm continue, sorry, continue. <laughs> okay. So, for three days, Jane Doe was tied in weird positions. I'm going to explain this in lamest Susanna's way. Mm-hmm. Any position that he will have access to rape her. What a horrible story, Susanna. This doesn't end here. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was tied up. One of the positions... She explained that if she would move, mm-hmm. it, it would, would stra- it would strangle her, like she would commit suicide. Like mm-hmm. it was it was there mm-hmm. that okay, move, bitch, because the next option is you either keep it this way or you die. Um, during the three days, she was assaulted, she was beaten, and she was not allowed to use the bathroom. So, but well, she can't hold that. Where did you think it went? Oh, kid. Right there. There are pictures of the room. <gasps> oh, it's horrible. 
One time, Sean left to, according to him, buy cigarettes mm -hmm. and left her there tied up to the to the bed. On September 13, remember she stayed with him, kidnapped for three days, right? September 13, 2016, he finally fell asleep. So he'd been awake that whole time? He was very active. Like he was either beating her or abusing her, you know? Right. And then I'm pretty sure that guy was flying high as a kite. Nobody girlfriend said that he'd stare off for days. Hmm. So maybe he have a way to like just stay up for days. I don't know, maybe. Okay. Uh -huh. In his room, one of the things that he used to, besides ripping her or doing anything to her, he had a taser. So he went to bed, he had a taser close to him, and she was tied on the bed too. If she was making any sudden move, he tased What the fuck? Her. Um, but he left a phone. So she wiggle, wiggle, wiggle her one hand out and the other hand out, and then she grabbed the phone. I listened to the 911 call, and during the 911 call, because she didn't know the exact address, mm -hmm. she was able to uh, tell her there was a laundromat close to her. Mm -hmm. So she said, you know where the laundromat and here and here is. Mm -hmm. This is this place mm -hmm. and why not? Um, during the call, she like she moved. Mm -hmm. And when she moved, the taser mm -hmm. went off. He got up. Mm -hmm. But when you just sit down and like you But you're, you're not asleep, fully awake yet. Mm -hmm. And then he went back down. And then the police was able to get her out of there. Okay, just walk people through it. So she was there, she was tied to him, and he has a tied to the bed. Tied to the bed. She was able to get away with the phone that he left with the nearby. phone. But she stayed in the room. Yes, but she's quietly calling yes. 911. Yes. And what did she say on the call? She just told she them. She said, like, I have been kidnapped. This man kidnapped me. She, she gave him the name. She said that um, I have been tied up into this bed for these many days. He mm -hmm. has been abusive. Like she mm -hmm. basically described everything that was happening. But they couldn't find where she was? Because they, she didn't know the exact address of the mm -hmm. house. So she was like, do you know the laundromat on so-and-so? Well, attending like this way, you will see a greenhouse, and then a, this house was mm -hmm. a yellow house. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get into the yellow house, yellow house, but the corner and whatever, whatever. So when the police reaches, lady says, just move from the window, move from the door, like get, get out of the window. Because they're going to bust in. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So they bust in, they get her out right away. Mm -hmm. She's naked. She never said like, oh, I don't have any clothes, but what the fuck, you're, you're just trying to get out mm -hmm. because you know the next thing that this motherfucker is gonna do is mm -hmm. kill you. Yeah. And they get him right away. So Jane Doe suffered a severe head injury, mm -hmm. bruise and sexual orifice trauma, mm -hmm. as well as vaginal bleeding from the assaults. She said to the police she was assaulted in every way imaginable. This motherfucker went on to shave her hoo-ha, the pubic hair, into a heart shape. What the fuck? Remember, she was tight. Yeah, I know she's tight. Yeah. All the way. Mm -hmm. So he will have access to all of her. So during the investigation, he confessed he has broken into the house for months. Mm -hmm. He has been living there, no water, no electricity, no nothing. He broke in and 
just, she's just squatting. Yeah. Right. So anytime she he she knew of his place, it was a squatter's residence, not his actual this this residence. squatter's residence. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He said that Jane Doe is not his first victim, and he admitted that he murdered people before. After hours talking to this sucker, he opened up and said that his first murder that he remembers was around 2005-2006. First victim is a woman in Marion, Ohio, selling magazines door to door. He claimed that he never got his order. So when he saw the woman again, he lured her into his car saying that he wanted to buy magazines and raped her, killed her, and dumped her body northeast of Marion on Victoria Road. Her body was found a year after he killed her by, you know, just people on a walk or something. I'm so scared to find her. <laughs> like, I don't look, bitch, don't look, bitch, don't look. Bitch. You just keep your eyes girl. fucking closed every time you go to the park. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look, I don't want to look. These people ruined my legs already. He remained unidentified for 13 years. Hmm. So they found the body. The first nobody, mm-hmm. Nobody has claimed anybody mm-hmm. being missed. They couldn't tie her to anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he remembered that her name was Dana. That's all he remembered. Mm-hmm. I killed a woman. She was selling magazine. She never gave me my order. I'm going to, uh, when I saw her again, I kill her. I remember that was around 2005, 2006. And her name was Dana. Dana. Mm-hmm. Where is she coming from? Why did she, no, nothing, 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 nothing. Mm-hmm. June 2019, the DNA Doe Project it took a swap of uh, Dana. Uh, of DNA Doe, like Doe as in Jane Doe. Yeah. They did another swab. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And... They finally got to who she was. Dana Nicole Laurie. She was 23 years old when she mm-hmm. was killed. Um, she was from Louisiana. And she had two daughters. Um, age one and five at the moment she was killed. Was she, I, you see, see, this is where geography just kick us in our ass. I have no idea if where he is is close to Louisiana or not. Uh, but you're from Trinidad, you're in Canada. Is that how far it is? They just discovered. They just discovered where she was from. No, no. I'm just I don't saying. Know how, uh, okay. I'm just saying. If they ran it through, expecting it to be a local. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I just have no idea how far Marion, Ohio, is mm-hmm. from Louisiana. Louisiana. I'm, I'm trying to like mentally put it put it together. Let's see. Yeah, because she. I mean, maybe that's why they couldn't figure out who she was because they probably ran it through like a local thing. Oh. Yes, see what I mean? Like, people in... If she has children, the people in Louisiana might be missing her. But nobody in Ohio is missing her because they don't know her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His next victim happened in 2015. I don't know how to pronounce it. There's a bit of a gap between 2005, 2006, and 2015. I'm going to tell you what. Rebecca Lisi went missing in February of 2015, and her body was found March... 2015, so whole month. Okay. Right? She was dumped off a road in Ashland near Route 30. When her body was found, the uh, the the detective investigator and whatnot, they, they ruled that she OD'd and then she... Hmm. 
just died. Mm-hmm. And they close the case. Mm-hmm. When this man says, yeah, I killed Rebecca, they open the case again. And people got shit because he strangled her. And it didn't show up. And, and it, the it, they, they didn't put it. They mm-hmm. just rub it off like, oh, no, she did. She got. I mean, I get it. Like, if she was, Nobody she had sh- drugs and why not? No, but they tell tale signs for strangulation. You get something in your eye called petechiae, which mm-hmm. is like these spots in your eye when you get strangled. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I only know that from watching all that CSI and criminal law. <laughs> <laughs> the police qu- asked the same thing. Why the gap between this mm-hmm. time? She, he went ahead, met a woman, had two kids. So the third victim is Candace Cunningham. This is the saddest one. And I know all this is sad, but this is the saddest one. Her family never report her missing. They thought she has moved to North Carolina. She did tell their family. And they don't have so phones sad. in North this Carolina. This is so sad because she did say to her family that, oh, I met this guy. Like I met, mm-hmm. she's dating this man mm-hmm. and I'm, we're moving to another state and why not? And they never, never bothered to call to ch- like check on her. And isn't that sad? Very sad. Yeah. That was the last time they heard from her was April 2016. Sean confessed killing her. June the same year. So something snapped on this man on 2015 mm-hmm. and he didn't stop. Do they think is the wife leaving him? Like, did she stay with him for that long? So. When she, okay. I was just wondering. I mean, I'm trying to blame her. Yeah. I'm just saying if we're looking for a catalyst for why he went from the first murder, then he took this break, got all domestic. Honestly, second I, murder. Think, I think it's just he did assault people. It just didn't go through with killing. Mm-hmm. He obviously have some mental health issues going on. I just don't see it would have taken 10 whole years. Off break, yeah. Being, and especially since he's such a sexual deviant, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so who, any more? Okay, so. So he killed her June that year. And he dumped her body in the woods behind the, the house. house he's squatting in. The fourth victim name was Elizabeth Griffin. She was last seen in August, but the family didn't report her until September 8th, same year, 2016. Mm-hmm. The thing about Elizabeth is she had a schizophrenia. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I understand when the family is like, fuck, like Maybe she, had she just took off. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So... They report her missing, and when they started investigating, they said that the, at the community center and in the army, in the Salvation Army, why not? They have a spot her talking to him, mm-hmm. or not like they didn't say Sean, yeah, because he laid low. But they said they describe a man like that. In all fairness, he has a very common white face, so it's like she could have been talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. Sean said that he didn't kill her. He said that he freed her because she constantly said that she wanted to kill herself, but she didn't have the guts to do it. So he went ahead. He is performing a service. He said, well, I wanted to show her how it would feel. I choked her. So I choked her, but it got out of hand. And instead of her suffering, I just finished what I started. Obviously and he, he didn't have the courtesy to put her outside, so he kept her in the closet. Yeah. 
where the girl was? The same very closet. That's what this girl didn't want to move from anywhere. You know what I mean? Oh, how fucking creepy. Mm. How fucking creepy. Oh my God, you can imagine. You're tied to this man, this lunatic. You're in this room. Not only are you being assaulted, but in the fucking cupboard, have a dead this, body. Picture this. I don't think, I don't know if Jane Doe saw the body. Oh my gosh, I hope she didn't. Oh but thing is, like, fuck man, that shit smell. Yeah. We're not done. Next known victim. She was missing September 8th, 2016. She get a flat tire. He is close to the area where she gets a flat tire. Mm-hmm. She's talking on the phone with the grandson or mm-hmm. the son. I don't remember exactly. She's talking, oh, I got a flat tire. Why not? He approached. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember, he's Let like, help you. Let me let me fix this, change this type Let, for you. And he does. He performed the service. He helped the woman. In need. Could you please give me a ride? She says, of course, you just mm-hmm. fix my car. What does he do? Kills her. Kills her. Where was she's body? Was it in the house? In the basement. Jesus. So he had two bodies. Jindo didn't die because that wasn't her day because he has been killing for like since june a court psychiatrist described him as kind of a depressed kid did he confess to any more killings besides these no ones? those are the only ones that he confessed to there were five Five, and then jane doe would have been six jane doe would have been six yes yes okay to what he said i was never gonna kill her i knew she can free herself Mm mm-hmm from like I I didn't tie her well enough. Mm. You know what I mean? I knew I was already bored. Oh, arrogant! You just mm-hmm. wanna act like oh I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Bullshit. Chanel, I I saw the whole the whole interview two times. This man is like talking, talking, talking. Do you see him smiling when he described how he killed? The first two women, like, oh no, I grab her here and I touch her there and I was holding him. But you see him smiling. He's happy to I linked it. I linked it on the sources. Mm-hmm. I linked the the interview on YouTube. I think that would just make me mad. So this character says that he's kind of depressed because he he was neglecting and the emotional detachment that he faced when he was a kid. Bullshit. So he confessed to this five murders and the kidnapping and assault mm-hmm. of Jane, Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. But he plead not guilty for reasons of insanity. Because mm. you know, he crazy. He had 17 assessment to evaluate his claim of insanity. All of them declared that he was not insane when he performed all these crimes. 17. 17 assessments. Even from his camp. Because, you know, you could have a, a psychiatrist appointed from the defense. You could have a psychiatrist appointed from the prosecution. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just... No. You can, if, you, if you are trying to make a statement of insanity, mm-hmm. the prosecution's job is to disprove insanity. Of course. Which means that the defense will have somebody in their camp mm-hmm. saying he is insane. And the other one will and be the proving that he will wasn't. say, no, he's not insane. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have two medical professionals giving two 
usually polarized opinions about his mental health or the person's mental health. But if you're telling me he had 17 assessments, I'm like, that can't all be from the prosecution side. But I know he changed lawyers Mm -hmm. and they were trying, really trying to get into the insanity situation Mm -hmm. and it was not insane. Mm -hmm. So off you go, bitch. Go get your ass in jail. The prosecutor said that given the depraved action and gruesome evidence, he would seek for the the death penalty. Death penalty. Mm-hmm. So his trial started on April 23rd, 2018. On May 2nd, he showed no remorse and he pleaded guilty of 15 of the charges against him. I didn't list. I didn't list the charges. He said, "I think, no, I didn't list the charges." On May seventh, he was found guilty Mm -hmm. of murdering Stacy Stantley and Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Griffin on the number of five. So number five and four. Mm -hmm. Okay. On June first, he was sentenced to death, Mm -hmm. and that's when all the appeals kicked in, Mm -hmm. because lucky that motherfucker is. Ohio was trying to get rid of the death death penalty. So he was set to be executed September 13, 2018. And now motherfucker goes and start appealing. He's sending letters to everybody. He's sending all these things, like everything, because now, you know, he's a man of God. On March 2019, he pleaded guilty to the murders of Rebecca and Candace. And finally, on September 11, 2019, he pleaded guilty of the murder of Dana. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Lori. And was sentenced to life without life in prison without parole plus 16 years. But on December 2020, 20, he lost his appeal. His appeal for the death sentence. And the Ohio Supreme Court schedule him to be executed on March 19, 2025. Mm. Now, because this guy, all these letters, all these things that he's doing mm-hmm. is because he said the most, the thing that scares him the most is to be killed by the state. You see, what that is, is him. that he doesn't want to see it coming. But that's what he kind of deserves. I'm to not, all of them. I am I'm so, not, ha- that's why I put, I want to put it. March 2025. I'm looking forward to I'm that I'm not, um, I'm normally not an advocate of things like the death penalty. And you know that. Between the two of us, you're more of a death penalty ringer mm-hmm. than me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is in terms of justice, where you talk about an eye for an eye, if you are frightened to be put to death and see the death come in, then you, this is time for you to reflect on, guess how your victims felt knowing that they were going to die. They were probably there knowing you were going to kill them. You know, this is what he said to Jindo, you're never gonna leave this place. And Mm -hmm. then you're gonna go and oh, I didn't want to kill her. Exactly. He was on his way to do it. The method of the execution is to be determined as Ohio no longer uses lethal injection as of 2020. So, what are the options if not lethal injection? That was never one. Caught his penis. That was not one either. Men bleed to death. Jesus Christ. Uh. Suzanne, it has to be humane. I mean, if... The if, fuck? If there is even such a thing as a humane death penalty, which is another debate for not another this time. Bitch. Are you ready to hear these stories? Yes. Okay, finally. Look at the time. 
Anyway, as usual, I don't have all the information, but that has never stopped me from telling a story. <laughs> 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 so we are not going to let that stop us today. Okay? So we're going to start with the last straw. <laughs> Why are you laughing already? <laughs> Anthony you. Miller from Pennsylvania was arrested for a pretty serious crime. Actually, he was on the hook for armed robbery. Mm-hmm. But his case was unusual. Mm. You see, to everyone at the bank, Anthony's behavior was unusual to them in that he was incredibly calm. Now, normally when people come in to rob a place, it's like, give me money! Sometimes they do it on the covert end. Mm. But they are at least, in a, they're on time. You know, they have the, on the clock. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to linger. Okay? <laughs> you know, they're there to get their money and get up. Right? Mm-hmm. He was unnaturally calm. In fact, he kept asking over and over if the police had been called. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he even hung around yes, after he collected the money. Oh, right? He was just lying there with the tellers, right? <laughs> so he got the money, everything. Without much fanfare, the authorities showed up mm. and, you know, prepared to take, you know, cunning bandit. They're thinking, we're going to show up. We had a bu- guns blazing. Negotiator. We had yeah, a, yeah, yeah. We had all the, mm. the nine, tens, everything. <laughs> Instead, they found a very compliant and quiet Anthony ready to turn himself in. When checked by authorities, it was discovered as well that Anthony's gun was unloaded. (laughs) So what the hell was going on? Upon interrogation, the police would get their answer. And to say it was unusual is an understatement, but it for sure was a little sad. (laughs) When pressed about why he went to the bank demanding money with an unloaded weapon, and lingering at the scene of a crime, Anthony said he wanted to go to prison to get away from his wife. Oh, Chico. <laughs> Take me. I don't care. So he's this is there. horrible. She is horrible. Apparently, he, he took the money the and he, he stayed there. Hoping the police would come. Have you called the police? Do you know? <laughs> Anthony's wife was controlling, abusive, and always threatening to commit suicide if he left. So he decided that being incarcerated was his best. Anyway, he was right because in the end, he went to prison, <laughs> not for sure how long, and his dreaded wife did file for divorce. Uh, so good for Anthony. Congratulations. That's a long way to go for He would have done anything to get away from her. He was like, listen. But I can picture the thing. <laughs> Give me your money. Make sure you call the police. <laughs> exactly. This is illegal. And he stood there waiting for them to uh, come. Yeah. And the tellers were like, you don't want to go? something but in your mind that's me no, speaking no, English no, no. <laughs> but no he no, was no. totally in his faculties he just wanted to get away from his wife <laughs> so he went to prison to do it and now you know I was gonna name this alone time <laughs> 
That was your original name, but I felt like it was going to give it away. <laughs> so yeah, it's Travis. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> All right. So next, next, next story. Prepared. <laughs> right? This is a story of preparation. Okay. Oh, I thought it was telling me to be prepared. No, no, no. This is a story of preparation. Okay. <laughs> In March, <laughs> you still laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Where the tellers are like, yeah, the tellers were telling, like, hey, you know, you got your money, you could go. <laughs> like Was he wearing a mask? With, no, you know, what remember, mask? I, my name is. <laughs> he did not care. He wanted I... to the police were coming. <laughs> okay. okay, come on, let's get into prepared. Okay. In March of 2010, 27-year-old Albert Bailey and an unidentified underage friend, let's call him Steve, mm-hmm. had it all planned out. They were going to get rich. Right? That's us. We've, we've, yes, it is like us, but hopefully this rich. is nothing like us. Okay. We've all had times where we struggled with finances and wondered if we could or would get away with the crime without consequence. You know, you think to yourself, I wonder if I took like... You know, like $50 million. Anybody would know, like, where would I go? On the lamb? Am I going to yeah. go on? You know, you think about it. <laughs> How many times have we heard of people committing a crime and thought to ourselves, me and you, these are so dumb. <laughs> if that was me, I would have done, done blah, 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 blah. Right? So you always think, well, if it was me, I wasn't going to do that. They're so stupid. Da, da, da. Mentally planning out the best crime possible. So this mm. is us. We would talk about what they did and be like, mm-hmm. instead, they should have done this. Why didn't they yeah. enter through the ceiling? Da, da, da. But for the records, we never follow. No, no, no. We've never called it. You're, we're just saying, you know, we think about, oh, what the fuck these people did, what we would have done in the situation. Yes. Anyway, well, Albert and Steve were just like any other couch criminal when they thought of ways to perfect their way to easy street. Mm. They were going to rob a bank, of course. But they were going to make sure they had it planned out to the T. So when they got caught, they could not believe it. They couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't understand how the fuck Why? they mm-hmm. end up on this side of the law. Because we thought this true. Mm. What went wrong? Well, first off, Albert called the People's Bank in Fairfield, Connecticut, ahead of time demanding $100,000. So he so notified they, them that he so was coming to rob them of large bills. He was very specific, right? And that there will be, he did this so he would have no delay in them putting his money together. Albert and Steve could be in and out in a flash because he pre-ordered he money. You got ready. This not take out, bitch. And just for good measure, during his call, Albert said there would be a bloodbath if his demands were. <laughs> so people at the bank would know they meant business, <laughs> Of course, the teller who took the call immediately called 911 <laughs> when they get off the phone, you know, after he get the demands. Following this, the bank went into lockdown. But alas, Steve didn't get the memo because he was already in the bank <laughs> when they went into lockdown. Because apparently the call happened first. Steve was he supposed to situate in. himself mm. to collect. Because all, all that was supposed to happen was he was just supposed to collect the money. Because he ready for phase two. Mm. Phase two is money collection. Mm-hmm. In fact, stupid Steve handed the note to the teller while he was on the phone with the police. May I please <laughs> have the money? May I have the money? I come to collect I the money. Order, I have an for. order for this. <laughs> In the end, both were arrested without incident. And charged with first degree robbery and threatening bodily harm. Because remember the blood bad conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, 
goodness. All right. And our third story. Missing something? Missing something. It's a question. Okay. Like, are you missing something? <laughs> Heroin will have you doing crazy shit. I go in your nose. <laughs> I'm not speaking from personal experience, but you can't deny that we've heard some wild stories related to drug use. Mm. And this is no different. 58-year-old Stephen Pickles from Murfield, Yorkshire has Stephen been robbed. Pickles? Stephen Pickles. I love this. Like the one that... Yeah, like he's one eat. The one that you okay. anyway, What the pickles do? Fifty-eight-year-old Stephen Pickles from Murfield, Yorkshire, has been robbed. Mm. He's a victim. Tons of stuff was missing from his garage freezer. He couldn't exactly pinpoint what was missing initially, but definitely beer was one of the items taken mm-hmm. from his home. Nobody knew how they could find the culprit. The person in question was likely long gone, mm-hmm. and Stephen was. Probably advised to cut his losses. Let me be fair. Somebody break into your garage, steal whatever. But you're alive and, you know, they didn't get into the Think house. house. At so, least you're alive. Yeah. At least no, they didn't go to the house. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think Stephen at this point was probably prepared to absorb those losses, mm-hmm. you know. Like, maybe I should really try and move on. <laughs> but that was until a few days later when he found some evidence to aid in solving the mystery. Mm. 38-year-old Justin Stanfield had no idea how the police found him. His crime was technically victimless. And honestly, he couldn't even remember what happened. But what what led them to him? The beer. Well, it seems he got drunk. (laughs) And after getting high, presumably, decided that he should rob a place to make money for more drugs. Mm. So he's drunk for sure. Possibly high. high. Decides I should rob somewhere. So I can get more things, money. Make more money. Mm, mm. So with a plan firmly in place, he helped himself into Stephen's garage, which was not locked. But apparently he couldn't resist the allure of some free goodies, including some ice lollies and beer. <laughs> the thing is, he really couldn't enjoy the ice lollies as he was. He had to make some changes. Mm. He had to take out his teeth in order to suck on the ice lollies because he wore dentures. (laughs) In fact, his drunk ass took out his dentures so he could suck on the ice lollies and left them next to the freezer (laughs) so he could drink all the beer and enjoy his ice lollies in peace. (laughs) Only for the dentures to be found by Stephen, Mm -hmm. which was then given to the police leading to his arrest. Apparently, Miss it. He, <laughs> couldn't, he couldn't suck on them because the teeth would fall True. out. So he just decided, let me take the teeth out so I could suck on the ice thing. lollies. And he doesn't remember any of this. And what I don't know is why he didn't miss his teeth. Maybe he had another pair. I doubt. If he was stealing, <laughs> he was stealing beer and ice lollies to make money for drugs, where he getting extra dentures from? I don't know. The denture place? I don't know either. <laughs> anyway, so Stephen, for what I know, not Stephen, Justin, 38-year-old Justin, toothless Justin, oh, got arrested. Cool. I know. Got arrested. <laughs> but at least but imagine got... you go to the, your garage to pick mm-hmm. up a beer and all you see is a set of teeth. No, the teeth was on the side. Because I think what happened is that he may have sat down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this was an in and out thing. I think he sat there. He lined for a while. He rummaged. He helped himself to some beers. He take the teeth out so he could suck on the lollies. And then he forgot the teeth, took the things. 
And I don't know if teeth, those dentures are like serialized or something because I don't know how they connected the teeth mm-hmm. to Justin. Unless like, Stephen hey. know him from the neighborhood as Toothless Justin. Uh. And I was like, hey, you know, I haven't been seeing him with his teeth. Or the um, DNA? Possibly could it be DNA. I don't really see them doing a full DNA test for this kind of crime. <laughs> but they needed to fix. I don't know. No, he didn't get his stuff back, but Justin got arrested. Yeah, well, Stephen is not gonna get a suck up beer or the bottle or whatever. No, the teeth would fall out. That's so sad. They're like, what? What do you think of my tree? Clueless criminals. The first one is the best. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Take me. <laughs> but you can go to your house. <laughs> can you imagine if he gets cows? Um... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and she there. That's be really wild. Like, you can imagine hating somebody so much that you would rather go to jail. Why he couldn't be more man so stupid? I have no idea why he could. I think it's because she kept threatening to commit suicide that he left her. <laughs> So he needed her to file for divorce. But he it had so many other options. Like, he could have pretended he cheated. But then what if she committed suicide? Mm. Because she couldn't handle that. Maybe he thought about all those things. And he was like, I just need to go away like, for a while. I, I'm not going to deal with these women's death. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go to Let jail. me just remove myself from the situation. Take a vacation. Mm. <laughs> so he goes to the bank asking for money he didn't need. And then lets <laughs> them put him in jail. I don't know how long he stayed. Mm-hmm. That's the best one. It's, it's the best. My one. personal favorite is the one where they call the head of the bank to order the money. <laughs> Why are you taking me? I'm just. I'm keep poor, to pick stupid Steve inside the bank with the note. I'm just here to pick up. My order. <laughs> I'm just here to pick up my order. Oh, the things people do. It makes us feel like we have a community, you know, because we're not that bright either. But, man. I mean, I don't think that we're this. We're not that, you know. Like, we have our share of issues. So I do feel a sense of community with our fellow clueless brethren. With their clueless. Mm-hmm. No, today was needed. The reason being, too, is because I know next week is our Halloween episode. Oh, shall I know? Chances are I'm mm-hmm. going to go real, I'm going to lean into it. You know I do, like last year. And I don't know if I'll do three macabre stories like I did last year. If I'm just going to do one, I don't know yet. But our Halloween episode is usually very dark. And I was just like, ugh, you know what? I'm just not not there. In the mentals. <laughs> in the mentals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not there in the mentals. So I'm just not ready for that. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this instead. Yeah, and I'm glad I did. It's our first clueless of season three. Clueless criminals. Really? Season three. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe one day I'll put together like all the clueless cases on like one podcast. One uh-huh. So that people could listen to all of them. Be like, you know? And just yeah, I never all expected of the... Jessica. Like I was Wow. Look at us. The cooking she's gonna go sell it. Jessica and her cheese. <laughs> Jessica and her cheese, Jesus Christ. Next week, um, I can tell you for sure, it's going to be a very dark episode. I know that for a fact. So you know which cases are you gonna do? I have I have my eye on a couple. 
Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. I wanted to do this case today for a while, but I wanted to see a good thing. Because I'm happy I found out about that Ohio situation. What Ohio situation? About the um, death penalty. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious about what... What are they going to use? What are they going to use? Electric chair. No. That one's like the least humane of the options. I think that's disturbing in this case. I don't know. Like, I know they did firing squad back in the day, but I don't know if that's something. Yeah, they put you out in the yard and people shoot you. Mm. Death by firing squad. There's mm -hmm. hanging. Mm. There's firing squad. There's mm -hmm. lethal injection. There was electric chair. I don't know if there were other options, but all of them sound pretty horrible to me. Depending on what they did. What I don't like about the death penalty is that I know there are a lot of people on that road that they don't deserve to be mm -hmm. there. That's mm -hmm. the one part that doesn't feel good about all this. But I do, I do believe that if you did the deed, you should pay for it. And I feel that we all know when, that we are going to die. The fact that they had a clock... And it's like that clock, not only thing, like you did this to somebody because mm. unless they get shot in the head and they never realize the, what is the, what you knew, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just like, fuck you. Fuck you. You deserve to be. I'm not there yet because like I've told you before, I've thought about, you know, I always talk about how I wish I could be on a jury. Right? Mm. I thought about that. I was like, oh, I really wish I could be on a jury. Just because I want to, like, see a real-life court proceeding. Not because I want the power to decide. Like, I feel like if I was going to be on a on a jury, I don't want it to be something so heavy, life and death kind of thing. You know what I mean? No, I find that to be too much power. Even though you're not deciding by yourself and you have a group of other people, I think I would hate being a judge. I would hate being on a jury. Yeah. I mean, I would do it because, you know, you're meant to serve on a jury if you're a citizen. But I would say I would not um, enjoy the task of deciding. I would take that very... So like, I would be the holdout, you know what I mean? Like, you mm. know that person, they're like, what the fuck, can you just decide? decide. Get, yeah, no, I would be that holdout person. Why? I would because it's... I would want to know that I looked at every crumb of evidence before I decided something like that. Because that's... Even that's, though this guy... This that's he, for me to live He with. admitted that he did it. Yeah, he admitted now, that he did it. The, the one thing I can question about this case is... Mm -hmm. If he was really insane, like, should be you for... Given for doing something while in this mm -hmm. mental state? Mm -hmm. This is... These are the is questions that you're supposed to ask. Your, this is technically your... Fault, were you in the right but mind? But you were you're doing it. Exactly. <clears throat> These are the questions that as a juror, if you are faced with facts, because that's what you're going to get, you're going to get evidence and all of your decisions have to be based upon evidence, right? If the evidence was presented that he was not insane, because that's what mm -hmm. you said about your mm -hmm, case, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then you're not supposed to decide based upon says. the possibility that he could have <laughs> been insane, because the evidence you were given is that he was not insane. But I saw the whole shit. Yeah. Also, I mean, if he named them without being prompted, then for sure he probably did it, because the police didn't give him the name of the victim. He gave them the name of the victims. Well, the first, yes. You the, see what I mean? The, for Elizabeth, mm -hmm. 
uh, because she was just report missing. Right. But no, but you get my point though. Like if he's like, oh, I killed, you know, um, for Dana, for instance, Jane Doe, yeah. I killed Jane Doe, and they're like, oh shit, nobody knew about that. Mm-hmm. That seems like concrete evidence because mm-hmm. now you're coming forward with a confession and nobody even knew that we found a body. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? So like things like that is what I would consider, but I think that that's very heavy. I think that, you know, it's easy to say that, oh yeah, of course. F- fry him, kill him, whatever. But I think if you had to carry the weight of knowing that you were one of the people who decided, but it would sit thing. a little bit heavier, do you Susanna. See, do you see, they'd be walking around knowing that they did this to another person. I, I agree, I understand. It's not that I don't understand, but I'm saying... I would have to think, I would need to see every, when I say every crumb of evidence, we're not leaving there until I'm like, let me see it again. Like, I want to know, because that's not, it. that's for you to live with, like for me to live with, you know? No, because you're not the only juror. You're not the only juror, but if, if the only now, way for the person to get the death, death penalty, row, it have some ways... It Some has cases, to be like unanimous. It has to be unanimous, mm. right? Dependent on the place. Mm. Some places it doesn't need to be. It needs to be majority. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in a place where it's majority, okay, cool. You could be the person who says not guilty. And if you really felt he was not guilty, not because you just don't want to be if, responsible. If you don't want right? to be responsible, I'll be like, okay, so how many guilties do we have? Can, I, can we take a no guilty? <laughs> no, no, no! Like I, I don't just, know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, not. I'm not saying I would pick not guilty just to appease my conscience. I'm saying mm-hmm. if if you really believe the person is not guilty, that's what you're supposed to say. But what I'm trying to say is, in some places, that one not guilty is enough to hang the jury, and they have to go back and and, in, prove, and prove again and get a unanimous not, yeah. decision. Yeah. In other cases, they need. They don't need it. They just need mm-hmm. the majority. So just having one person say not guilty, but the other 11 people, if it's a jury of 12, if the other 11 people are like, oh, he's guilty, mm-hmm. then that's enough. To me personally, if you're asking me, if you're going to decide somebody dying, it shouldn't be majority. It should be unanimous. I feel like if that's so big that it shouldn't be like some people, because if there's, if there's enough there's- doubt... If there's enough doubt, this is outside of people's personal opinion about, about, because they check those things. Like, how do you feel about these things? Like, they ask these questions. Right? In order to be chosen. In order to yes. be chosen. So a, outside of their personal preferences, let's mm-hmm. pretend everybody who was sitting on that jury were all people who were, none of them are a hard no against death penalty. They're open to the possibility if you present me the evidence that I need, right? Mm-hmm. If everybody is like that, if you have three people walking away with not guilty, you need to reevaluate your case because nobody on that jury was against the death penalty. None. You have to convince them that I'm open to it, but give me the evidence. So if mm-hmm. you tell them you have 12 people sitting in front of you and none of them have ever said, um, no, I hate the death, I'm against it, right? If none of them have ever said that, then and you walk away with even one person doubtful, your responsibility is to convince them or to give them the evidence that they don't feel that doubt. Mm. And that's what I would expect as somebody who is serving on a jury. Like, give me all of the evidence mm. I need. Mm. That's what I'm asking for. I understand. Like, I always say, I, I don't know. Like, here's where I'm coming from. Of course, I don't take death lightly. I I I find that uh, 
lawyers are the shadiest people ever. Like, you can argue anything. Kenny listens to his podcast and he's a lawyer. I'll have him weigh in in the comments. My point is, it's the fact that a a person making the decision to hurt another human being, that's where you lose me. That's why I always get more conflict. In everything, you can see it. I'm like in every single thing. Like when you make the decision to go ahead and hurt another person, I'm not talking bumping somebody or opening the door. You're talking about like an intentional. I'm I'm talking about this guy going out of his way, picking up this woman, getting her, getting him into Mm -hmm. the house, raping her. You know, killing them, strangling them. You know what I mean. Like you were, you had the intention. I'm like, no, fuck you. I understand. Fuck you. But I'm saying you say fuck you to a lot of things. <laughs> but I'm also saying, I I get where you're coming from. I'm not saying no. I'm trying to say that even in light of somebody presenting saying that I killed these people, I want you to give me the evidence that he's really not insane. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your job is to provide now, me with that evidence, here, regardless of if he confessed. But that's or not. the thing. I'll be fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But if they, if let's just say the we're the jury for this this mm-hmm. case, this mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. right? But I will be persuaded into a watch out because he was in a mental state. Like that would have been like the moment I said, "Oh shit." Are we doing the right thing? It's his fault. What is happening? Like, you know what I mean? That's where I could feel. Okay. And you see that that's important. That's an important distinction. Because, oh, that's exactly. You're saying the same thing I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's just you just didn't like hearing that I was like, oh, I would need. I'm not comfortable unless I'm given all of the evidence. We're saying the same thing. If you are faced with any kind of information that will make you question whether he did it or not, that's doubt. And you're meant as a prosecutor to prove without doubt, mm-hmm. with nobody should walk away with doubts that the person did it. That's your whole work. Your whole work as a prosecutor is to make sure I left 100% convinced and sure that this person committed the crime that you said yeah. that they did. If you ain't doing that, then I am not going to sign off somebody's death certificate. No, mm. I'm not doing that. And a lot, everybody should approach serving on a jury with that same level of seriousness. Of although, course. Although of course. excited, because, you know, we do this um, podcast or whatever, whatever. Although excited, because I want to see the inside of a courtroom and I want to see a real court proceeding and whatnot. Although I'm afraid I'll fall asleep and snore. <laughs> Despite <laughs> that, I'm just saying I would take it with a level of seriousness that it deserves because you're really deciding people's future. And even if I you think know. it's not a murder case and it's something like a robbery, time in prison is a real change of trajectory for people's future. You know? Like, you go to prison. Maybe you get a GD, maybe you learn a new skill. So when you come out, you're an mm-hmm. even worse criminal, you know, mm-hmm. and you just don't know what's going to happen to them when they go in there. So it's not just about murder, murder, murder. But no, uh, it's I don't know. Everything. I, 
I would I would be the worst, the worst jerk because if Could some stuff, <laughs> and not only that, my face cannot be straight. No, because you like, you'll you be whispering, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I'll be like, oh my god, and then, then they have to go into detail and having the other person. Like, imagine the victims sitting there and these other p people. Trying to prove that they're not a victim. Mm -hmm. I understand. That I cannot stand. But why? Listen, the uh, the sad thing is, is it's, you have to look at it the other way too. You were saying earlier that there are people who are on death row, people who are in jail, who are not supposed to be in jail. How do you think they get there? By people who are saying that they're victims, not being victims. Mm. It's not just about the police setting up people. We know the police do that shit. It's not just about that. It have tons of people who go into court because they want to be in court or who act as a victim mm. and they're not. And so it, it's 100% a valid position to be the defense and be like, no, this victim, quote unquote, fucking lying. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, is that everybody deserves a defense. If you, even if you committed a crime, Susanna, you, you don't think you may ever commit certain crimes, but if you did, you would want somebody to be like, no, this bitch lying over here, mm -hmm. you know, and fight your corner. That's what you deserve. Somebody to fight your corner, even if you're guilty as hell. The whole point is somebody who's going to fight for your best interests. Yeah. That's the whole point of the legally system. I don't know. I don't know if people think I'm, um, maybe people think I'm crazy because I'm so conscientious about it. But I think people should be more, more careful. That's how people go to jail for like 50 years and then even give them shit. Oh, uh, we are, we're going to release you with an apology. Take care apology and stick it in your kunka tunkung. <laughs> What's your fucking apology? <laughs> and with that, we're close. To <laughs> Take okay. us away, Suzanne. We know nothing, so please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at Criminally Clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those ratings. Remember, we might be clueless, but that's not a crime. See you next week for the Halloween episode. Ooh. That's crazy, Susie. <laughs>